Welcome to Warren Radio, with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio Advocacy and Gospel News for the Persecuted Church. I am Tower, and we are glad you joined us. If you have any correspondence you would like to send to us, you can do that by going to the warn-usa.com, and you'll find our contact page there, and you can send us a message, and we can answer your inquiries there. And today is February 5th, 2020, and our scripture reading this week is Exodus chapter 13, verses 17 through chapter 17, verse 16. Judges chapter 4, verse, verses 4 through chapter 5, verse 31. And the New Testament portion is John chapter 6, verses 20 through, 20, excuse me, 22 through 40. Be sure to follow the WIBR Warren Radio on Twitter at hashtag WatchmanIS216 and hashtag Warren Radio. Also on LinkedIn, hashtag Watchman, and you can join us on USA. No, sorry, US.life and MeWe, M-E-W-E, at hashtag Warren Radio. You can also listen to our shows by going to warren-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. And we're also available on Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Deezer, and the latest, we're now on Podchaser. Whew, that's a lot of them. Please be sure to take time to read the latest articles by The Watchman. You can read those by going to warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. These articles are very important and they are inspired and apply to this day and age we're living in. So please read them and pass them on to your friends. This week we feature God's Overcoming Grace for Perilous Times. God's Overcoming Grace is understood as his favor toward us. Here in the end of days we find perilous times. A person or a family can face personal challenges challenges so great that it would break them. Also, Raging America Among the Nations. Raging America. If I were the most famous preacher on earth, I could not do it. If suddenly anyone in America were listening to me, I could not do it. So go to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And there you can find the latest articles. And now I welcome in the watchman. But first, here's a word. You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at 
warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing good. I'm here today rejoicing in the news that's good today because uh, last week we had gotten uh, news from one of our, uh, uh, some of our people that uh, they're not our people. They're just people we've come to um, trust. And I mean, they're overseas and uh, there's people, they're called Bible for the Mideast, and uh, their le- leader or head, their director, is called Pastor Paul. And uh, him and two other pastors were kidnapped by radical Hindus while they were working over in northern India. And they totally disappeared for a while, and... Uh, um, You know, there was a a letter sent to us. It said, Dear fellow pastors and prayer partners, glory to the Lord Jesus. Oh, our living and loving Lord is great and wonderful. His love and care is unending (laughs) and unspeakable. He answers our prayers. Our director, Pastor Paul, Pastor Shankar, and Nujum miraculously released. They need some treatment admitted in the hospital. Details will follow. And, of course, uh, a brief message from Pastor Paul uh, was given. He cited Philippians one twenty-one through twenty-four, which happens to be for me to for to me living as Christ and dying as gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me, and I do not uh, know which I prefer. I am hard pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be in Christ. For that is far better, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary for you. And so I, I rejoice in that, and I know Tower uh, rejoices in that. There's a yes, lot of news in the Amen. world. But uh, we have. Excited. Yeah, we are, because uh, there's been a lot. They're working in real tough areas. Uh, they have, uh, a, a, a matter of fact, a chain of churches that's been started as a result of their ministry. And, uh, you know, the thing of it is, is that within all this, um, working uh, for the Lord, especially over in India with the radical Hindus, uh, is is absolutely terrible. Uh, there's a lot of things that's real dangerous, uh, not to mention the fact working in the Muslim areas, which is pretty bad, but in all of this, over the years, uh, we've reported a number of miracles coming out from the front lines. And, you know, that that is encouraging to see, you know, Tower? It is. It really is encouraging. Thank God. It's a blessing. I was very concerned because he, Pastor Paul does a lot of work for the Lord, opening new churches. He's a great leader, and so I was very distressed and about his situation, but thank God he's been released. And yes, and so there is a lot of turmoil in the world. There's turmoil in America. But, you know, the thing of it is, is that uh, 
you know, I was uh, getting some news in from uh, China on on the churches uh, and what was happening over there. And uh, some of these things are talking about um, what is exactly happening over there. And uh, in this, um, the Chinese church in the crosshairs, um, 350 Americans arriving home from China and after leaving the coronavirus hot zone, touching down in California where they'll be quarantined. The evacuations come as the virus is still spreading and infecting more than 24,000 people. China admits nearly 500 people are dead from the virus, but the actual numbers are unverifiable. At the epic of center, of course, is uh, Wuhan. And, uh, you know, the thing of it is, is the news that's coming out is Christians wear the masks themselves as they talk about Jesus to people on the streets. This is in Wuhan Tower. This not only oh, helps prevent good. disease, but also prevent uh, also prevents prosecution by the Chinese government since the masks help conceal a person's identity. There are estimated 100 million Christians in China who often face persecution in the communist nation. For that reason, most operate underground. Now, see, that's that's another bit of story that is very very pertinent here. Uh, yeah, the Chinese good. church. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I rejoice in these things. You know, there's one thing about it. Uh, when this thing came up, uh, you know, I felt in my spirit simply because it was early in the morning. And as I was in prayer, the Lord had spoken to me about the fact that uh, the church had to stand up. Uh, because it was uh, the Chinese government who had taken on the church and taken on the God of that church and uh, said that man was capable of doing everything and that it was imperative for the church to stand up and pray for China and pray and uh, pray against this virus. And so uh, that happened uh, uh, pretty much the day when it was just starting. And as soon as we heard it, uh, the next morning is when the Lord had spoken to me about this. And uh, before we knew it, uh, there was other things about uh, this particular thing. And we are going to cover some of that. But make no mistake about it. You know, there are people that are Christians in China that it's imperative for them to pray and witness uh, to this government and to the people. And hopefully some of them will listen. Hopefully the government will understand that the church is not there to overthrow them. It's there to bring the gospel life-saving as it is. So we pray for this. Now, make no mistakes, folks. You know, it's imperative for you to stand up and pray for these people overseas who are brothers and sisters. Amen. It's imperative. And another thing that I wanted to share um, when it comes to these particular issues we're dealing with and uh, from some of these churches overseas and some of the leaders, this is what they say. Uh, They say, as soon as we 
you know, uh, if we have trouble with, and this is in China again, uh, when they start getting persecuted or their, for instance, their church is about to get uh, torn down. He says, all we do, we drop to our knees. We start praying. He says, no matter what happens, wherever we're at, if, if we face trouble, he says, that's the first thing we do is, is, is pray. And uh, yeah, they good. said, and they were talking about the fact that God answers prayers in strange and miraculous ways when we do that. And so I, I want you that. to know that that there's a lot of turmoil in the world. There's turmoil and division in America, but the bottom line of it is you have a God that's in charge. And that's right. uh, Amen. Thank God. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I mean, a coronavirus, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates today donated $500 million to research on the coronavirus wow. to find a cure. Well, the thing of it is, that's a good chunk of change. But let me tell you something. You know, there's going to come a time when men's money is not going to help them. That's right. And you have to understand your technology is great and the ability to find cures is great. But what if there is no cure? What if? And see, the big problem, we talked about this years ago, especially with the bird flu. It will take at least a year in order to get a vaccine fully tested, ready to go. At least a year. That was back then. I don't know what it is now, but back during the bird flu, when we were talking about it, experts were saying it would be a, take at least that long. Back at, back then, we were talking about body bags and everything else. It hasn't come to pass yet, anything like that. We don't want it to come to pass. But, uh, you know, the bottom line of it is, this is why some of these governments think that they're God. They remind me just like Pharaoh, when Moses confronted him, and said, let my people go. For the Lord has said, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey him? And today, yeah. many, many, many nations, especially China and the communists, have said, who is the Lord that we should care? We're communists. This is our country. We'll do as we please. Well, I got news for you. It's not your country. Everything belongs to the Lord and every soul is the Lord. So watch your mouth and you might live to tell about it. That That's my message to the communists. Yeah, that's scary. They regard, yeah. don't have, have no regard for God. The yeah. living God, that's scary. Now, in another bit of upfront news, I want to talk about Erdogan and, and the Turkish onslaught over in Syria. We've already covered the fact, and it's been in the news, that many of the the Assyrians, the Yazidis, the Christians that are there, and also uh, uh, the various Muslim tribes that are in there that are friendly to Christians and others, the Kurds, um, are all now fighting uh, Erdogan's forces. Now, according to um, uh, these particular people, that are fighting in northern Syria, um, right now, 
Till Tamir is at the center of the attacks. And it's uh, guard defended by the Syriac Military Council and the Kaber, uh, the Kaber uh, guards. Uh, kind of reminds me of the Afghanistan uh, Kaber Pass. But at any rate, the Syriac Military Council uh, was founded in 2013, and the guards on in 2012. And uh, this particular group, hundreds have joined it. Now, of course, Turkey has one of the largest military uh, machines in the entire Middle East, so there's no way a few hundred well, are going to be able to fight them. But yeah. uh, they've been defending their homeland uh, for five years now. And, of course, uh, the people that are talking about this, they said they joined the Syrian uh, Syrian forces to revenge the attacks on our people and to protect our people. And one night, they said hundreds of Assyrians were kidnapped by the ISIS, but the barbarity of the ISIS mm-hmm. has not been able to break our will. Now, the reason that we're talking about ISIS is because they said that what Erdogan basically has done is... Uh, And he says this, all the mercenaries of the Turkish state are ISIS jihadists. The Turkish state wants to repeat the massacres the Ottoman Empire committed against the Assyrians. What is happening today brings these stories alive. We are resisting the grandchildren of the Ottomans who massacred our ancestors. And basically, uh, the the Sunnis who were fighting with ISIS in Syria and Iraq have joined up because they've been hired by Erdogan to clean the area out of everybody. So that's what the war is. And the Kurds, along with all the others, are together fighting these people. And uh, it's funny here because you wouldn't think they would have a chance. But but, uh, today in the news, I think it was, Erdogan came out and said that the forces of Turkey have been stalled and haven't been able to make any progress because of resistance. And, of course, Erdogan uses uh, the fact that he wants to take all that land in there and put all these uh, uh, refugees that are in Turkey. But, see, that doesn't give him a right to run out everybody else, including Christians or the uh, Yazidis, let alone destroy the Kurds who he considers as enemies. And most of them are Assyrian. No, he doesn't. He has any right to that land. No, he doesn't. But see, they, he has with, he has already redrawn the Ottoman empire and the Ottoman Empire boundaries extend down into what is Syria and Iraq both and extends over into wow. other nations as well. And so <laughs> he is trying to get that boundary back and the, the Ottoman Empire. But the Ottomans, uh, while there's, there's a lot of history on the Ottomans, the bottom line of it is, is Allenby ran the Ottomans out and defeated them and Turkey. Uh, you know, and that was the reason that actually the Jews could come back into Jerusalem because the Ottomans no longer had it. We need to um, do that again. Yeah, they do. So at any rate, those are some of the upfront news. T- Tower has something on another sp- story we're doing. Are you ready? Yes, this is um, the Rohingya. I, is that how you say it, the Rohingya? Rohingya? Yeah, that's what I've said. This is this is on the Rohingya Christians, and um, 
they really need help. They're living in a refugee camp in Bangladesh. I don't know how long they've been there, but they're a very small group in that refugee camp of Christians, and there's uh, over half a million. I think that's what, um, anyway, a raging mob of a hun- at least 100 Muslims, Rohingya extremists, seeds, um, they attacked the Christians and these Christians they have homes that are made with bamboo and uh, tarpaulin or maybe have bamboo walls and corrugated metal or um, they're made with mud and they have a tarpaulin on the top of them for a roof and these Muslims attacked the people in the church attacked the church destroyed it and then they slashed victims with knives and and they sprayed acid and attempted to set buildings on fire because of these attacks on the Christians they've left at least 20 families homeless and instead of protecting them the camp security forces turned on the Christians beating them and leaving one man un- unconscious and these Christians are, there's just a few hundred of them in the camp, and they're main, they are mainly converts from Islam. And there's three quarters of a million of Muslims in this refugee camp. And the only, the, the, their existence is unrecognized by other Ho, oh, Rohingya, except as a group to be despised and rejected. And they have no, they're not able to have any contact with the other Christians outside in Bangladesh. So this is, this is a horrible situation for them. We need to pray that they get out of this situation and you can help them by going to um, Barnabas Aid. You can help them through there. But this is just horrible that they should have to go through this and I every week I read these kind of stories and the attacks against the Christians are ramping up more and more and it's it's just gut-wrenching to see them have to go through this stuff it is and uh, of course uh, we do uh, say that uh, that particular information came from Barnabas aid And they're just one of uh, many that uh, work on the ground, that have contacts on the ground. Uh, International Christian Concern, Persecution.com, and many, many others are all working to bring information to uh, those, uh, the rest of the Christian uh, church, and to let people know what is going on. And, uh, you know, Tower, you're right. It is gut-wrenching when you read this week after week, as we have been doing. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's just, I just can't stand it. I hate the way they're being treated. Sometimes I don't understand, (laughs) you know, why. Well, you know, we are. And he takes care of them. 
Well, he does, but we are in the end of days. We are in that time yes, period. We are. And, you know, and we're going to move on now to our news shorts. I've got a couple of news shorts here. One is uh, uh, U.S. Attorney General William Barr, who has been on the record saying that there's a culture war against faith in the U.S., and he's, he believes in the separation of church and state, and he says that's not the problem in America today. The National Review, he says, pointed out the interview in which Barr says religious people aren't poisoning their views on non-religious. Rather, it's the opposite, with militant secularists forcing their values on people of faith and not accommodating their religious freedom. Now, that's what we've seen exactly. with uh, Franklin Graham not being able to preach the gospel at three different venues over in the UK and they're planning on on fighting this for their rights over there. And yeah. uh, Barr made the comments in an interview with Cardinal Timothy Dolan of New York on Sirius's XM, the Catholic channel. Today, religion is being driven out of the marketplace of ideas, Barr said. There's an organized, militant, secular effort to drive religion out of our lives. The problem today is not that religious people are trying to impose their views on non-religious people. Now, I said this, but I'm repeating it again. It's the opposite. It's It's that militant secularists are trying to impose their values on religious people, and they're not accommodating the freedom of religion of people of faith. And and that's yeah, all amen. that that Christians really ask for, no matter where they're at. They just want to have the freedom to practice their faith and to do that. And it's interesting. We've talked and about this before. Peace. Yeah, and live in peace. And uh, the problem of it is, is that people won't let them live in peace. Uh, it's just like in America, we do not want a theocracy here. We want our constitutional republic here, which guarantees certain rights for all people. But more and more, we've seen this where people think they have a right to shut the church up. And uh, we have a lot of the liberals now in the Democratic Party who just as soon shut uh, a lot of things up, including races. I mean, they're targeting whites, they're targeting Christians, they're targeting America, they're targeting a lot of things. And they themselves are bigots. Uh, So the, the bottom line of it is, is that we have a lot of problems around the world in this venue. Um, and another thing that we're also talking about is Nigeria. And Nigeria has been in the in the news. It was in the news again today. Maybe we can get to that next week. Um, but the bottom line of it is, is that Nigeria, there's been a lot of killings going on. And uh, on the 26th and 27th of uh, January, and we get a lot of reports out of the Plateau State in Nigeria. And uh, it left all the time. Yeah, yeah, left 32 Christians dead. Oh, good God! And they're attacking churches. Fifteen people were killed, uh, according to online reports. And a local sur- uh, source told International Christians Concerned that it's actually 21. And they confirmed the attack by the Fulani tribesmen, which happens to be exactly what Buhari happens to be as a Fulani, and he's the president yeah. of Nigeria. Now, next week, maybe we can get to this, but there there was a massive, massive uh, uh, 
demonstration in Nigeria. There there was a huge amount of Christians in every state throughout Nigeria protesting the killing of Christians and and uh, the fact that the Nigerian government has not done anything to to stop the Fulani or Boko Haram or even the new ISIS group. So this is happening as we speak. And there's a lot of other news coming out of Nigeria regarding these things. The people living there are absolutely fed up with this government over there not doing anything. I'm fed up with it, too. Oh, yeah. And then there was a second attack, which killed uh, 17, but they also burned uh, the church down. Now, understand, these people are usually living out in the out in the middle of nowhere, you know, small little villages right. and stuff. And they're they're people that that work hard and all they want to do is go to their church and sing and get together and rejoice. But more and more, these Islamists are coming in and slaughtering them. And so this has got to stop. All of this has got to stop. And Nigeria needs to step up. And uh, that's the bottom line. And if you were living in America in your churches and you spent every day getting shot at, your churches burned and run out, and you had to leave, you would stand up, I would think, instead of doing nothing. And people are tired of this. We have been reporting on this in many nations. We have, we can, you know, every week we outline what's going on. But these are the, these are the issues going on worldwide. And I can tell you, that it's a good thing that the House uh, confirmed the fact that Trump was not going to be impeached. They vindicated the him House. today totally. The yeah, the, the the Senate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it vindicated in the House too. Nancy Pelosi wasn't very pleased, um, but a yeah. Democrat was well, quoted good. as saying, "I tried to figure out from the beginning what the House Democrats were trying to do because he was a House Democrat." why they didn't try to get more evidence. But see, that's that's the way it is. Uh, the bottom line yeah. of it is, is that Trump has been one of the most pro-Christian presidents that we've had, one of the most pro-Israel presidents we ever had, one of the that's most right. pro-growth, pro-corporate, uh, pro-everything in America that, that this nation has ever seen. Yes, everything. And they want impeach, yeah. wanted to impeach this guy. And, you know, of course, you have people like Cher who doesn't have sense. God gave a peanut if a peanut has any sense at all. But I can tell you, this woman <laughs> may have a lot of a lot of money and may be a singer. But I can tell you, she's an old lady now trying to dress as a young woman and still dancing in front of a crowd, acting like a freaking pagan. We don't need this woman in her big mouth just because she has money and followers to tell us. Uh, about who to impeach and who not to impeach. That's but right. there are people. There are people out there like, oh, Davey, who, who is uh, new, not new to Hollywood, and he's been coming on heavy against a lot of them. And there are voices in Hollywood and in California that are standing up. On our Instagram, there's a young man uh, that is running for office there, and there's been more and more uh, people that are standing up that are sick to death of a lot of this liberal liberalism and garbage happening in America today because the Democrats right. have tried to fill their fodder full of it 
And right now, you know, you don't have much of a cho- uh, much of a choice, and neither does the Democrats. Right now, they've got a socialist. They've got actually two socialists. Uh, Bernie's the big socialist, and then of course you've got uh, Elizabeth Warren, who is just rich and knuckleheaded. So, at any rate, that's enough of that. I tell you that because in America. You know, you sit over here as a Christian, and you haven't been persecuted at all. You go through a lot of these political things. We're divided here. There's a lot of hatred. But you haven't seen nothing compared to what our brethren are seeing overseas. So you need to stand up here at home. You need to stand up and vote. You need to make sure your voice is heard, and you need better make the good choice, because if you make a wrong choice, this country is going to be destroyed, and nobody will be able to help our brethren overseas. The second thing of it is realize that there are people overseas that need your prayers, need your help financially, the organizations that are over there. And don't forget, you need to thank God every day that you live in a country like this, that you're not being hunted down by people that are Muslims, that are radicals, that just as soon cut your state and throat as look at you they would rape your daughters they would rape your wives they would slaughter you after they're done they'll burn your churches and houses we've been reporting on this stuff so don't tell me that that everything's nice and peaceful in this world i can tell you that we need to have more stuff done we need to have the governments of men standing up and even iran tower you know there was a censure against evan prison put out today where the U.S., I think it was the U.S. government, I can't remember exactly who it was, but they were mentioning Evan Prison in Iran as being one of the most corrupt and vicious places where Iran puts their people. And Iran is on the Human Rights Council. If I read that wrong. century they right. Should, that's wrong. They shouldn't be yeah. on there. They shouldn't be allowed to be on exactly. there. Exactly. Exactly, and there's a lot of Christ, a lot of Muslim nations on this, and Muslim nations, I know. most of them that are on it are persecuting Christians. How did they get on yeah. these human rights councils? I want to know. You know, so know. when you it talk about the mind. UN, the UN needs to get its act together and and start enforcing some of these things. If these people on the humans human rights council aren't protecting human rights, then they need to get off of there. That's right. Period. So, now, now I'm not going to spend much time on this one. We're going to move on. We're going to discuss this, but it's pathetic. A tech company was actually paying influencers to tune out Trump's Super Bowl ads. But I can tell you what happened. That was uh, the Gateway Pundit who was do- who uh, had written that one. But uh, the bottom line of it is, is that Trump had another ad that actually made the circuit. It It turned out to be the top ad of all the Super Bowl ads, and it was about people who <laughs> were former, uh, you know, almost got killed in uh, in a lot of ways. I, I can't remember all the exact details of it, but uh, it, it's amazing to me that uh, um, in spite of all it, you know, Fox News, Fox Sports also were declining to air a pro-life commercial. Uh, and yet, in spite of this, a, a Trump ad was one of the largest ones. And it wasn't about Trump. It was about certain people that uh, um, 
in this particular one, this had uh, one of them was this black woman who uh, was released from prison under his new uh, um, uh, law that he had uh, that they had passed concerning prisons and has to do with uh, something getting them out of there. Reform prison reform. Prison reform, yeah, but it was really popular. It was one of the one of the biggest ones. So, Good. but liberal tech, you know, they they had tried to censor him, but it didn't work. But see, just the fact that they're trying to shut us up, you know, and, and it, in, instead of having yeah, a voice, wrong. and see, we've already faced that on Twitter, Google, um, Facebook. You know, Facebook has changed their policy. I, you know, I haven't done anything on Facebook for over a month now. We're getting ready to tear down everything we have on Facebook. And then I heard uh, last week that uh, they're redoing how they how they look at everything. Uh, and uh, it, it, and uh, Facebook said that that that's that's going to be their new thing now. Uh, so. At any rate, that's neither here nor there, but that is definitely what they've been doing. So in America, we need to pay attention. And as Christians, the biggest thing we we need to stand up for is the persecuted church overseas. And that's the bottom line. You know, I mean, you know, you're sitting over here, you're in a a country, a nice country, and uh, you need to make sure that uh, um, you can really stand up for truth and uh, you know the thing of it is here that you and I you had mentioned uh, you and I were talking about Franklin Graham um, and the venues in the UK they were being pressured by the LGBTQ activists and their allies and so they have had uh, three of those dropped and then there was another one I saw where um uh, Franklin Graham, yeah, a fourth one, a fourth one, yeah, yeah. So they were. Uh, Franklin Graham was talking, uh, saying that the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association is now uh, going to be taking legal action uh, for violating yeah. uh, their rights, and I hope they do it because it gets down to just what Bill Barr had said uh in this case that they work overtime to shut us up. Well see, look what they're doing to Christians overseas. <clears throat> in India the Hindus are persecuting, beating up and sometimes killing Christians uh because of of who they are and their message. And uh we find the same thing among the Muslims who instead of allowing it, don't tolerate it and beat them up. Iran is really vicious in this manner. Um, I mean, people can't even uh, get in their home with other people. And uh, China, for instance, if you get in your home with a bunch of people and someone reports you, uh, they, uh, you know, this gathering that it's a church, they will break down your door, come in, and they will um, break up your meeting. They will find you. You have to sign a little document uh, that says you'll never have a house church again. Uh and uh, there, there's fines that go with them, thousands of dollars worth of fines if they don't sign. So most of them sign. That's terrible. And so, you know, the thing of it is, and I know Trump is touting, uh, you know, this trade with China, and a lot of the governments do. 
you know, but the bottom line of it is, is the government, and I maintain this around the world, I don't care what the government is, but if you're persecuting Christians, if you're persecuting other people groups, then you shouldn't have any trade, period. That's right. You, you shouldn't have any economic benefits because of the way you're treating people. And especially China, they've got one of the largest Muslim uh, concentration camps in the entire world of Uyghur Muslims there in China. And they're not only doing it to Muslims, they're doing it to Buddhists as well. Uh, they recently, uh, from a monastery, had confiscated one of the ancient manuscripts uh, that the Buddhists had there. Oh, my goodness. And uh, destroyed That's that horrible. or took it, took it away. Uh, Christians, uh, their churches, uh, and we reported it a long time ago. They were, they had been removing crosses, and I remember a story about a pastor and those who were standing with him that the bulldozer ran them right over. You remember that story? I do. I remember that killing the pastor. Yeah, they were. Uh, they were standing there. I think it was the pastor and his wife. Yeah. They were standing right in the yeah. way, and they said, don't you do this, and they ran him over. They didn't care, and so he lost yeah, his life. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, and so, you know, these people should not get any kind of trade. I'm sorry, and, of course, we're talking no. about trade. We're talking about a lot of things, but the thing of it is is that, you know, China – has to understand and believe it or not there's a book out there forgot the guy that wrote it and he uh he wrote it uh and i'm not even sure how long ago but i came across this inadvertently and he was talking about the fact that he had been warning about china uh the the collapse of china and uh so he he points to a lot of the things that he sees over in china right now as being on the verge of that collapse uh, so, you know, the thing of it is, China itself has to get themselves straight on, on this and stop persecuting Christians the way they're doing. And yeah. they need to stop oppressing these other groups as well. Um, because I'm opposed, totally opposed to doing business with governments uh, that are doing anything. And I'm definitely opposed if we turn around and give them money for something. What are we doing giving money to any government that is persecuting its own people? Yeah. And so, well, Trump did appoint someone at the beginning of his term to monitor all these situations. I forgot uh, the name of the guy that he appointed, but there is somebody that monitors all this going on, which is good. It so, is good. They need to do it again and some yeah. more. So at any rate, uh, you know, I mean, we covered so far Barr talking about those groups who are who are actually trying to, uh, you know, come against the Christian message or, or Christians themselves, uh, you know, as if we don't have any rights, but they have rights to do what they do. See, and, yeah. and this is really the issue, even with Trump. The Democrats don't like the fact of his agenda, and they want to shut him up. And the, the thing of it is, what gives them the right to be the only voice in the world uh, and in America telling people various things? You know, the government is, is to be there to help us, not, not to rule us like a bunch of pigeons in a pen. So, yeah. 
So at any rate, we do have another story. This uh, is from a Wuhan pastor, uh, and uh, this is about the Chinese thing. Do you want to do that now? Or or that's both of us, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know. Oh, he, he... Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> well, you were starting. Go ahead. Okay, I guess I can't hit str- hint strong enough. <laughs> well, when it comes to this, it's irritating that it takes a plague to get people, you know, out of their everyday centristic lives where they focus on themselves. And uh, a letter from a pastor said, during these days, the Wuhan pneumonia virus has been at the center of my thoughts in life. And this pastor says he's always been looking at the news, which a lot of people do. And he was wondering how they should face it. Now, the biggest thing of it is, is that he said, we're trusting in the Lord's promises and his thoughts of us, uh, of us are, are of peace and not evil. He quotes Jeremiah 29, 11. And, uh, and of course in Jeremiah, you know, you come up with the thought that the Lord allows the time of testing not to destroy you, but to establish us. You can find that in the New Testament as well. Paul says, uh, you know, no discipline, you know, is pleasing at the time, but it does us better in the latter end. And so he talks about the first thing they need to do is seek uh, the peace of Christ. And uh, he maintains that his peace is not to remove us from disaster and death, but to have peace in the midst of disaster and death, which is a good point. And many Christians have a problem doing that, Uh, as do many people would have problems having, having peace in the midst of a disaster where you've lost everything. And, of course, when you talk about uh, the disasters that happen, and especially this particular affliction of this disease, um, he encourages the brethren in Christ to be strong. And he says, if we more deeply experience death in this pestilence, understanding the gospel, uh, we may more deeply experience Christ's love and grow ever nearer to God. He gives a lot of scriptures on this, but, you know, the bottom line of it is, is that this is a guy in the province where this is happening. Yeah. And, you know, there was uh, photographs and evidence coming out. I seen some yesterday pictures. They had gotten pictures. The people aren't supposed to do this, but they do. And they get it out anyway. Uh, 
and they took a picture of these uh, Chinese uh, guards who were locking a house, uh, bolting the doors and locking it, locking the woman in, the people in the house in, because they were suspected of having this particular um, uh, virus. And so the people... Scary. were being locked in yeah and and that's just what the headlines said so there was no way to know uh are you going to let them out or what are you going to do but uh i seen another video that had circulated out and this was in the same place where one of the health workers uh who, who dealing with that all dressed in white with the mask was supposed to be taken temperatures of people if if they looked like you know just to make sure that they were okay and he was trying to take a temperature of a woman who didn't want it taken uh one of the reasons of it is the te- the thermometer that he was trying to use uh, he didn't have anything else with him just the thermometer so you know very well that he wasn't cleaning the end yeah. of the thermometer off he, he was just going to go from one mouth to another but at any rate uh she fought back Great and he beat, he beat the living daylights out of her. And then the thing ended. It didn't uh, even tell you, you know, what the end of it was. And most of these don't because it's illegal. You see, they're not supposed to be doing this. They're not supposed to be letting the outside world, even that pastor, the one that I'm reading here. There's no way this can get out. All the Internet is supposed to be closed down. They're not supposed to be sharing anything. They're supposed to be quiet. But this stuff gets you know, out. It, it's tragic that this situation, this coronavirus happened, and you and I have talked about it. <clears throat> Did it come as a um, – on because these the Chinese officials are, are persecuting people like the Christians and the Uyghur Muslims and the Buddhists because they're persecuting, persecuting people – did this disease come? But it's a wonderful opportunity for this pastor to reach out to to see people become saved and know the Lord. Well, you know what he what he says here is exactly what needs to be uh, needs to happen. The believers in China, especially, it is imperative for them to have peace, yes. to have faith. <clears throat> excuse me, and to believe God. And to stand up and get that gospel out there. But uh, early in the morning, it was even more fervent than that when the Lord spoke to me about this. And that was that this is a pretty bad thing that, that is hitting them. And that we're looking at a country who is going back to the old Chinese communist doctrine of no God. And, um, you know, the churches, we didn't even know that there was even any Christians in China until about the time that Nixon went over there and it started opening up. And uh, then it opened up and people couldn't believe it. And, uh, you know, people would go over there to China as if nothing, no, there's nothing wrong. But uh, when you get uh, the latest uh, government and leaders that they have over there for the last 10 years, they've been working towards getting rid of uh, Christianity and other faiths as well. They don't want them. 
And so this, this is a real big problem. And so, you know, anytime you start getting rid of God and saying, well, you can't do this, you're going to find yourself on the short end of the stick. And this is actually, when you talk That's about right. God's judgment during the great tribulation, the wrath of God, this is what will happen when we talk about the nations of men who have ignored the Lord, who have gone their own way and have rejected them. And this follows Psalm chapter 2, in fact, uh, you know, and uh, you look at it, and you say, "Why do the nation? Uh, why do the nations rage? Why, why are they in such turmoil now?" Psalm two, uh, and you know, th- because they're standing there and they want to cast off the laws of God. And at the end of that, it says, "Kiss the son, lest he be angry." There's only one son of God. And that son of God died on the cross for our sins. And that is the son of God who uh, many Christians testify to. And these people over there must stand up and be counted in Wuhan and other places uh, in spite of what they're dealing with, in spite of what they say. And, uh, you know, I also wanted to do a quick thing that in Nigeria, again, they're uh, transmitting the gospel. Uh, this is Transworld Radio. Now, see, when I began many years ago, Tower and I, we were doing shortwave radio many, many years ago. Uh, then we got on uh, satellite, and uh, we were on some FM off of the satellite and stuff. But the bottom line of it is, is that they're putting in a new Oasis uh, AM transmitter. Uh, to share the gospel with Muslim and Christian listeners across Nigeria. Now, the only problem of this, it is really, really, really um, hard uh, area because in this area, uh, you have the radical Muslims who, if they found out where it was at, would come and destroy it and kill everybody there. But uh, so they're looking at putting that up in Nigeria, and it amazes me all the stuff that's going on with Nigeria. So I'm hoping and believing oh, that they I'm will. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that uh, that they will get this straightened out. So at any rate, uh, well, they said they have um, they have a program called the Messiah. And it's about the gospel and about the life of Jesus and the sacrifice of Jesus and about salvation. So they and they also have programs um, are not only for Muslims. They have, you know, for Christians. And they in the country need access to solid biblical teaching and encouragement. So that's good. They're trying to. They're ha- they have programs that are geared for both Muslims and Christians. They're, um, they have a program called the Prophets, where they discuss the life of lives, lives of the prophets in the Bible. And the Muslims already know about these writings, and um, everyone can get something out of the lives and writings of the individuals. So that's a good thing. Yeah. I so. Think I, uh, Pray that it's successful. Well, Trans World Radio has been doing this for a lot of years. They have a lot of history. Um, and we were on 
World Harvest Radio, and we were on another one. We were on two separate networks, satellite uh, shortwave bands. And we went into the Middle East, and we had another one that uh, took it and sent it into Europe. Uh, So uh, that's been a lot of years ago. And in those days, we didn't have the digital. Uh, You literally had to send cassettes in uh, in order to get your program played. Uh, so uh, <laughs> it, it was a slow process. I mean, now we do three th- three shows a week. And, of course, we've cut down a lot uh, because there's other things we're doing here. Uh, but the bottom line of it is, is that in those days, there was no digital. We had to record everything, put it on a cassette tape, send it out by mail. Um, and then, of course, I kept in contact with them. Uh, on the phone Um, and of course there was a way to be able to ship that thing uh, online but most of the stuff online wasn't wasn't much it it, we didn't have what we have now we've come light years from where we were even when we had our office tower when we began uh, and I've since moved the office uh, but uh, when we first began uh, many many years ago I was down on the uh, right on the main street off the main street and uh uh boy i'll tell you that that was a long long time ago and and we had i had good tech back then but not anything like this nothing 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 like what we have today to get the gospel out so at any rate we got a couple of minutes we're going to have to get out of here uh that's kind of uh the top news stories and stuff of uh of the persecuted church, we hope and pray that the believers, uh, the God will bless them and hold them up, uh, both those who are being persecuted and those who are in areas like America where they have the ability to help out in some way, financially, prayerfully, whatever. Uh, And so uh, hang in there, look to the Lord. Don't forget to go by our website either at warren-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. And as Tower was reading off our list of uh, uh, places where you can listen to the shows, it's pretty big. Um, And right now, what we need to do is advertise on quite a few of them to get uh, this thing out even more than it is. But of course, the advertising—we've never—we've never really done a lot of it because, simply put, uh, you know, uh, we don't have those kind of deep pockets. So, if you uh, feel the need to help out a ministry, uh, go on over to our websites: warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. You'll find a donation place there. Uh, you can find other links. It tells you everything. So, uh, other than that, Tower, we got to get out of here. Okay, good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We love you. We pray for you. And we ask that you pray for your brethren and pray for us as well. May God richly bless you in all that you do. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.